You are now listening to Pure Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, presented by Delaware Self-Defense Academy. That's right, we're back with episode 7 of Pure Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, I'm Lyle Conkeel, and as always, I am joined by Professor Reverend Lord Ronnie Wiest of Delaware Self-Defense Academy. <laughs> Did I say that backwards? Must Professor be Lord first. Lord. I, don't know. I think it's Professor Reverend Lord Wiest. Okay, Professor Reverend Lord Wiest. Uh, how are you doing this fine day? I am I'm doing very, very well. Excellent. We just finished class here on location in Middletown, yes. Delaware. An excellent class. We did some uh, cross chokes today. It was a lot of fun. Uh, now it's podcast time. So, uh, one of the things that I know you wanted to address this week uh, was YouTube. <laughs> YouTube, yes. <laughs> so, I'm sure you have a lot of opinions on this. There's obviously a wealth of uh, videos, instructional and or not, on jujitsu, yeah. um, depending on uh, your viewpoint of the subject, yeah. and I, some I was actually curious about because it, we've never talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so this will be a genuine off-the-cuff conversation about it. But it seems to me like you know it's got to be a good thing, right? A lot of people interested in jujitsu, <laughs> a lot of information out there. Well, first of all, first of all, you know, and we've had this conversation before. First of all, a lot of the videos you see claim to be jujitsu when in fact are not. There's there. submission grappling. Right. Okay. Um, now, I, here's, here's the deal. So, Lyle, my, my issue with YouTube videos is this. There are, there are some that are very, very good. Right. Right. They're very accurate. They're, they're very good. They're very informational. But they're presented in a way that is real. All right. However, the majority of the videos that I see out there are, are, are just crazy because... What, what you got is you got a guy who wants to make himself famous, mm-hmm. right? You know, I, I don't know much about the internet and everything, all, but, I, but I understand from, you know, from people like you and some other people that, you know, if you get a lot of people subscribing to you and your channel and stuff, you could become almost like internet famous kind of thing. And, you can. And, yeah, and, and, you know. And you can make quite a bit of money. Right on. And, and the other thing is, you know, a lot of people get, they get attention for their academy, sure. you know, and uh, maybe in magazine, whatever it is. Anyway. So you get these guys; they want to, they want to show off some super fancy technique, and it they they grab one of their you know friends or students, whatever, right? And they go through this technique, and to the untrained eye, when I say untrained, I don't mean the person who's never stepped on a mat before, and and I say this very respectfully. But when I say untrained, I'm talking you know like literally up to like purple belt. Yeah. And what I mean by untrained is they're they're gullible. Sure. Right. So. They know enough to be interested and to watch yeah, it and yeah, to write yeah. stuff down, but not enough to know that the technique was wrong. Or Well, not only that it's wrong, but you take a guy who's demonstrating a technique, some, I mean, elaborate technique, some sure. crazy, long, elaborate technique, and they're like, oh, man, this is awesome. I'm going to try this for the next couple of weeks in practice. Well, the problem is, one, he's doing it against a non-resisting opponent. Right. Right? Meaning, meaning his partner is allowing him to do all these ridiculous movements. With no resistance whatsoever. Mm-hmm. The second thing is the partner knows exactly what he's doing because they've rehearsed it. Mm-hmm. You got me? Third of all, being that there's no resistance, there's no natural reactions that need to be made by the person performing the techniques. Sure. So it's it's literally like like you're 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 dancing with a partner who has memorized everything you're doing and is not resisting at all. So obviously it looks brilliant, right? right? So 
I, you know, as an instructor, I, I, I teach classes all week. I travel. Um, I go different places, and, and and I often hear people say, "Hey, man, I saw this video. Can 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 you, you know, kind of help me understand it?" And and I say, "Show me the video." And and Lyle, I, there's been times I just like put my head down and go, "This is absolutely the dumbest <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my life." You know, like I've seen videos out there. And I'm not I'm not going to use any of their names because it's it's not fair to do that. But literally, I see some people that are I, I would I don't want to use the word famous, but notable. Sure, guys. Sure. And and I'm thinking, how can you with good conscience actually post this video yeah. knowing that every two stripe white belt on the face of the earth yeah. is now no longer concerned about basics, but yet trying to memorize this ridiculous thing you're doing. You know, I, I was training this weekend. I was training this weekend out of town with some very good people. Very, very good people. However, there was one particular guy I was rolling with and uh I'm in his guard, and, and I'm being a good partner, meaning I'm letting him work a little bit. Mm-hmm. So he starts taking my, my gi lapel and starts wrapping it around my leg. And I, I kind of stop, you know, I'm kind of looking down at him. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like what, what, are you, what are you doing? He's like, I'm working, I'm working, uh, I forget what he called it. I don't know. Roy Rogers lasso, uh, like lapel. Uh, Glenn Campbell guard or whatever it was. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. But uh, I'm like, well, what is it supposed to do? Am I supposed to sit here? He's like, yeah, don't move for a second. I'm like, uh, all right. Now remember, we're rolling live, right? Right, right. right. <laughs> and he's like, well, hold on, let me, let me, let me wrap. And he was very serious. He's like, let me, let me wrap this around here. Da, 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 da. And I, I said, what, do you need me to move at all? <laughs> so I had to like reposition my hips a little bit so he could wrap this my my gear around my leg. And so he ducks under and he's got it. And and finally, after like 45 minutes, he was able to get the grip. I guess he was looking for. And I'm like, all right, now what do I do? Right? Like I'm in his guard, right? <laughs> and he's like, I'm gonna sweep you. I'm like. All right, go ahead. And nothing ever happened. Right. He's like bumping and rolling, bumping and moving. And I'm like, are you going to sweep me? And he's like, yeah, you're supposed to be falling over. I'm like, well, I haven't yet. Right. You know, and I'm not really sure what's supposed to be. He's like, well, I saw this on YouTube the other day, and it's re- it works really well. And I was like, I guess who? Yeah. Oh, well, we got we got some guys in here that, you know, they come in here and train and it works really well on them. I'm like, how old are they? And he's like, I don't know. They're like 20. And I'm, right. like, I'm like, what are they? Have they ever trained before? Ah, oh, they just started. I was like, dude, I've been doing this a while. Like, you know, I'm not even really resisting you. I was like, I don't know what you're doing. And and the problem is, one, I could have easily just punched a guy in the face while I was doing sure. this. Sure. Well, again, you know I mean? that's the whole. Yeah. So that was that's what I'm saying, sport, grappling sport grappling. Versus, but right. these techniques, these guys show on the internet. I, I almost think sometimes it's irresponsible. You know, you take a guy, a 20, 22, 25 year old guy who generally wants to learn jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Genuinely wants to learn quality jujitsu, right? He doesn't necessarily know yet who to, who to believe and who not to believe, right? Right. So he goes on the internet and he's like, "Oh, this guy looks pretty famous," or "I've heard this guy's name before." Mm-hmm. You know, he must be the guy I should pay attention to. And that guy shows some ridiculous technique, and now you got this poor guy focusing on that rather than the basics. Mm-hmm. So what happened is this poor this poor unsuspecting student has now had his jujitsu growth stunted. Right. A lot. Like months, even years probably. So yeah, I, I just I oh man, it's just it's ridiculous watching some of these stupid videos. It it is, and and I think uh, I'm curious though, uh just real quick before I, I go into my diatribe about my experience with these videos. But I'm curious but when did this start? Um people coming up to you about these videos? Cuz it couldn't have been forever, right? You know. Well, see, no, it I don't want to say forever, but I mean, um 
I mean, a long time. Yeah. You know, I don't remember when. I mean, obviously, I don't remember the day it started, but I mean, right. probably because see, I've competed. I've been competing for years and years and years, so I, I know a lot of people. And you know, in the jitsu world, we all talk. You know, um, I mean, I used to make videos. Sure, I, I would make. I would make. Videos. I've seen them. Yeah, and you know, but mine were always very, very <laughs> basic, very simple, very short things. But when they started to ask me about, it, I think I don't know. Um, at some point, people started to ask me about them, hmm. and it's been quite a while. And you know. I had a guy ask me about one this weekend about, um, I forget what it was, some kind of, he actually said the term, and I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, oh, what, what was it? I can't remember. Some kind of like. Crap guard. Or- uh, yeah, some, I, I can't remember what it was. <laughs> and, and I said, I said, man, with all due respect, I have no idea what you're talking about. I said, show me. So right. he comes out and shows me. I'm like, well, that's kind of the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I, I think the major problem is, though, one, the, the need for them comes out of a really good place right people are very interested in jujitsu even when they're not at class they want to keep studying they want to you know do something we yeah, use but the what term are, obsessed but what, a lot but what are they studying though N- nothing but it's better it's better than i don't know playing a video game or something but but i i, I see your point i i think the the real issue is um is like you were saying is that we're inundated with these because um, yeah. there are some people out there that put out Really quality videos. Yes. Now they might be few and far between. I'm not going to argue that point. Um, but I, I have seen like some stuff that I would consider to be well, like, here's, really really high level. Here's a good way. Here's a good way to discern one video versus other. If an instructor that was my next question. Okay. Yeah. If an instructor is making a video genuinely for education purposes, mm-hmm. right? Here's how you do good basic jujitsu. It's likely that that'll probably be a pretty good video. Yeah. Right. However, if if a person's making a video to try to show how fancy they are, or how cool they are, or how awesome their academy is, and how many medals they've won, that's probably going to be a pretty bad video. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the other thing is, a lot of these videos these guys make with these sport grappling techniques, they neglect to tell you the prerequisites. Right. The prerequisites are typically you have to be super athletic, right, really flexible, <laughs> super or, flexible. Right. You have to be, you know, in great cardio condition. Mm-hmm. You have to be, you know, either young or just super healthy. Yeah. Right. And so you you take the average guy who's like, man, that, that looked pretty cool. Let me try that. So what he does is he comes to open mats, comes to classes. He neglects learning the basics because now he's trying to learn something he's, he's never going to master anyway. Yeah, he's working on that. Yeah. yeah, yeah right. And here's the other thing, and this is what I I I, I often seem very fraudulent is when, when a lot of these guys make these videos, they lead, again, the unsuspecting student into thinking, if you don't learn these techniques, you'll never succeed in jiu-jitsu. Right. Right? Yeah. So, I don't know. You know, I, I look at videos quite a bit, um, and uh, there are a lot of guys who make very good ones, but I tell you what, man, there's a lot of just... Just garbage. Just absolute, that's the best word for it, just garbage videos. Yeah, and, and again, I think a lot of that comes from the fact that uh, there's money to be made in this, yeah, uh, both yeah. from promoting your yeah. own name and brand and also um, you know, actual views on YouTube will get you quite a bit of, uh, of I'll tell you, I tell you, the, the, the sport videos that I do put credibility in is if a guy takes the time to make the video, but he also puts a clip of him doing it live in competition, right. then I'll go, all right. Yeah. All right. At least it's done against a resisting opponent. Sure. And I don't mean just resisting in practice. I'm talking about if a medal is on the line, sure. your reputation yeah, on the line. Yeah, yeah. At that level of resistance, if you can show me two or three or more examples of that being done in mm-hmm. real competition, then I'm buying it. Yeah. So, like, for example, my deep half knee bar, 
Right. There's probably 300 videos of me doing a live in competition. Right. So if I were to make a video on that, it would, it would be supported by evidence. You absolutely should. Right. Um, you know, uh, that leads, uh, not to jump off the YouTube thing, but that leads to another very interesting topic. Um, I, I know you're not a big uh, podcast listener or Joe Rogan guy, but he recently had John Donaher on. Um, who's known as this like leg lock master mm-hmm. and uh, obviously you're a big fan of, uh, of attacking the legs you've been doing that for years so he kind of addressed this whole um, this whole thing about you know leg locks being sort of taboo Why? in well, well that's what his point was you know um, but uh, yeah I just wanted to get your take on that because what he was saying was uh, Dean Lister actually um, said one sentence to him that made him change he only met Dean for like 15 minutes, but it was one sentence. And you know, he's, Dean said something about leg attacks, and uh, John Donahue was like, well, they're kind of frowned upon. And Dean said to him, why would you ignore 50% of the human body? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was his kind of take on it. I just wanted to get your take on leg attacks in jiu-jitsu. They were taboo, it seems like, at some point. Um, maybe not so much anymore. People frown upon especially heel hooks, right? You know, it's like a big, you know, no-no. Um, in terms of uh, ethically rolling with people and stuff. I'm not even sure why we're having this conversation. You know, well, I'm just asking. No, what I mean by that is wh- why, why would they be taboo in the first place? Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't get it. I mean, I, I know why they are, and I'll, t- I'll tell you why I know they are. I mean, I'll tell you, I'll tell you why they are. But um, I, I agree with Dean Lister. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I mean I've been doing toe holds, knee bars, you know, since I was a white belt. Matter of fact, when my kids were young, I think my youngest son might have been eight, nine, ten years old, something like that. Man, I was teaching knee bars, deep half knee bars. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I had coaches and parents thinking that I was Satan. Right. And I'm like, well, he's got to know him someday. Might as well learn him now. Um, in comp- see, I think it stems, here's a couple things. One, it stems from competition. Most tournaments don't allow certain submissions below a certain belt rank. Sure. All right? So the the rationale, which I think is ridiculous but the rationale in a lot of academies were well if a knee bar is not legal till brown belt don't even try it until you get the brown belt but the problem with that is when you get the brown belt's legal you're not an expert at it right you may as well start training it as a blue belt mm-hmm. right All right master it by the time day one brown belt happens you're already headed a game right and that's what i always looked at but you know i think the reason that people call them taboo is because they're so easy they're so easy and there's no uh, so it's perceived same, challenge. So it's the same sort of argument uh, against wrist locks, I guess. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, here's an interesting thing. Like, like my deep, deep half knee bar. I mean, I, I've I've done it probably ten thousand times, right? And I, you know, when I was competing, my purpose in life was to get, get as best as an A games I could, so I can win whatever I could win. So I was deep, I was I mean I was deep half knee barring people in Walmart and Target. <laughs> if I, if I was at the gas station, I had the knee bars. I was practicing on everybody I could find. And is it selfish? Absolutely. But that's what competition's all about. We've had that conversation before. Absolutely. Yep. You yep. Know, and, and my purpose in life was to master this, and I'm going to practice on everybody I can so I can master it. And the reason people hated that knee bar is, one, they never expected it, mm-hmm. right? And they, feel, they felt really dumb when it happened to them. Two, it hurts, right? But more so that there's, there's, there's literally – almost no way to defend it because with an arm bar if your arm's in here like this right like up against your chest and someone's going for an arm bar the guy defending his arm bar has from here all the way out to there completely extended right 
to yeah. defend it. Sure. Right? And the elbow joint has a different anatomical makeup than a knee does. It has sure. it's different. So you can you could snap on the elbow pretty hard. I mean pretty hard. And it'll be sore for a couple of days or a couple of weeks, but it typically it'll be fine. You snap on a knee pretty hard. Now the guy's an ostrich. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> you know? So, uh, but yeah, so people are like, oh, it's cheesy, man. It's cheesy. Well, it's cheesy because 99% of the time, if a guy's on top of you, his legs are straight, mm-hmm. right? So his legs are already out. So knee bar is simply like, bah, like just takes a little a bit to finish it. Minor amount of movement. Right. And that's what they say. It's like, like that old cliche, like fishing in a barrel thing. Right, yeah. Knee bars, toe holds, foot locks, heel hooks, they are so easy to catch that people call them cheesy. Well, I always looked at the other way around. They are easy to catch. You should be better at defending them. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, no, there's absolutely nothing wrong with toe holds. Toe holds, foot locks, heel hooks. Now, heel hooks, from a safety perspective, right. people do frown on because you will wreck a guy for life. Right? Sure. You do a straight foot lock. You know, and you do it pretty hard, and a guy maybe taps a little bit late. He's going to limp for a couple of days because it's basically a sprained ankle. Right. Um, same thing with a toe hold. You're going to sprain the guy's ankle. Like if you did it too hard, right? Like if you just like flew into it and hit it. But heel hooks, you can literally destroy the hip, the knee, and the, and the ankle for life. So any 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 good academy will frown on those. Yeah. Right. I mean, we don't allow them here. Right. Absolutely not. Yeah, I know. Um, there's no need for it. I mean, um, now. What we'll do is we'll like, oh, I could have had it. You know, it's that, mm-hmm. that thing. But heel hooks are a little bit different. Not that they're cheesy and not that they're unwarranted, but they're extremely dangerous. Like heel hooks, like with arm bars, we always go click, 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 tap. Right. Heel hooks are like click, broke. Right. Like so there, there's already, no, there's just yeah, over. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's those. But no, man, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a huge advocate of leg locks. Awesome. Um, uh, yeah. Anytime you got a knee bar, somebody do it. <laughs> Whether they want it done to them or not, <laughs> I'm gonna have to look up, uh, look look into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've only been in one lesson where knee bar was taught. You taught it, and uh, it was very brief. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Anyway, we got some questions from uh, the interwebs. Uh, if you don't mind, well, it's one of our students. Do those first. Um, I, well, I'm not sure. You can. Well, Mark is definitely one. I don't know about the other ones. Mark is. Uh, Terrence is. Terrence is. Yeah. Okay. Well, Terrence says, as a white belt, when rolling, I find myself at times using more athleticism and strength rather than fully committing to the technique. I know the technique is the fo- focal point in jujitsu, and should outweigh the others. Uh, what things can a beginner like myself focus on during these sessions to create the proper balance of technique, athleticism, and strength? You read awful fast, Lyle. Do I? Yeah. The, the, the main, I mean, I've heard, no, this, I already I've said, heard I think, this a lot. Yeah, I think I think he's saying, if I, if I heard it correctly, he's trying a technique but then finds himself overcompensating with strength and athleticism. Yes. Well, the, the fact is, you know, with all due respect to, to Terrence and any other beginners, you just don't know the technique well enough. Right. Right? You, you, don't need, you don't know the technique well enough yet to commit to the technique. So how can you commit to something that you're not really 100% mastered yet? Right. And what it does is, you know, it creates a level of frustration, whether it be conscious or unconscious, and that frustration will will, will force you, again, unconsciously, it'll force you to start substituting mm-hmm. technique with strength and athleticism. Um, there, there really isn't much you can do to stop that during training other than just keep practicing. Yeah. Just try to be very aware if you're using strength. Just try to be very, very aware if, you know, you're trying to use athleticism. One thing I've always told people is 
you should literally be able to roll at a steady pace with almost not breaking a sweat. Yeah, I can't do that yet. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not saying it's 110 degrees in the academy. Right, right. But if it's an average temperature in the academy and you're moving around a little bit, I mean, you're going to break a little bit, so just because you're moving. But I don't mean like, oh, geez, you know, you're breathing super heavy and you're sweating. Whatever. If you're doing that, you're using athleticism. Right. You're, yeah. using, you're using strength. You know, uh, it's a hard habit to get out of too, especially at the lower levels. I mean, you know, everybody's going ham. Well, here's the other. There's thing a little too bit is, of ego involved. Well, the reason the reason that uh, strength doesn't come in is one, you're trying to substitute that because you don't know the technique that well. But you're also, from an ego perspective, you're afraid of having your opponent do something to you. Sure. Like you're trying not to be swept or or, or moved around or have your guard pass or submitted, whatever the case is. So not only are you trying to execute a technique that you're not master that you haven't mastered yet you're also trying to prevent all these other bad things happening to you at the same time mm-hmm. so you, your, your brain's on information overload it is you've got stimulus coming in from everywhere and you just don't have the toolbox yet yeah yeah the best thing is literally just keep practicing and consciously consciously breathe slow down if they pass your guard who cares if they sweep you who cares if they switch you who cares let those things happen. That's hard for a lot of people to get over, though. And that, that, that's the ego part of it. I mean, everybody's a little bit competitive. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, we're all in here rolling around with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not shy about that kind of thing. So, yeah, it is tough. A lot of former wrestlers, a lot of law enforcement. Well, think of it this way. If you had to, if you had to try to explain to, um, let's say, an adult who had never ridden a bicycle in their life. I mean, literally, like, had never been on one. Mm-hmm. Never, ever, ever in a million years have they ever seen a bicycle. And the adult says, hey, Lyle, can you teach me how to ride a bike? What are you going to tell him? You're going to say, well, get on it. Feel how it feels for a while. Try to balance yourself for a while. And I'll help you. I'll hold the seat a little bit for you. Mm-hmm. And let's start going really slow around this parking lot. And when I let go, just coast for a little while. Right? After you can do that for a while, then you can pedal, but pedal slowly. Right? right. Am I right? Yeah. You're not going to say, jump on it. And go as fast as you can and pull wheelies. Right, yeah. <laughs> but what's he going to do? He's going to do a face plant. Yeah. But that's the same thing. At the white belt level, just just coast for a while. Yeah. Just just try not to get knocked off your bicycle. Mm. Yeah, when I know when I first started, I was guilty of this. Um, you know, I'm not a huge dude, but I'm, I'm not small either. And uh, anytime I rode with somebody smaller than me, I would just try to overpower them mm-hmm. um i held my breath yeah consistently mm-hmm. um for probably the first six months i just i would just you know hold yeah. my breath the whole time and francis would be yelling at me <laughs> one of our coaches here would be screaming at me why are you not breathing yeah you know but it is and it's also a panic inducing experience too a little bit in the beginning because you're in a little bit of a fight and uh, uh, you're not See, that's the thing you're not you're, you're not you're not but for someone who's coming into it not you know, experiencing a lot well, of see, physical confrontation. Thing. The other thing is is another reason why people use athleticism as rank is they think what they're trying to do has to be done in a hurry. Sure. Right? You know, and the sport industry created that. You know, you have a time limit. Timer. Like that. Yeah. You, yeah, I mean, we have a timer in here. So sure. if he looks up, he's like, oh, man, there's only 30 seconds left. I got to go, got to go. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you turn the timer off and you and your partner were just going to roll for an hour, would you – it's just like you got to pace yourself. Yeah. If you and I said, wow, we are going to roll for a whole hour – would you come out of the gate screaming, or would you just like let's just oh, roll a little be bit? Super slow. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So take take the urgency out of it mm-hmm. until you get to a point that you now can balance urgency with technique. Right. right? 
Another thing that really helped me with that, and I, I do this from time to time, it was something you introduced in one of the classes. Um, after class, we have open mat here um, sometimes, and uh, actually every time. And um, <clears throat> during that open mat, you suggested that we roll with our eyes closed. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a real, not to be cliche here, but it was an eye-opening experience yeah. because it was completely different. It was completely different, you know. I do that all the time. Matter of fact, this weekend I was rolling with a guy, another black belt, and I had my eyes closed the whole entire time. And at one point he stops me and says, dude, are you, are you all right? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Why? He's like, because you're kind of being an a-hole. Right. I'm like, what are you talking about? He said, well, you're really just kind of sitting there not doing anything and your eyes are closed. Am I, am I, you know, am I not a challenge for you? I'm like, no, man, with all due respect, you're a huge challenge for me. And I'm trying to make sure that I don't. Right. feel the need to, to ramp it up and get really you know physical. I said, mm-hmm. I'm trying to focus on feeling where you're going, understanding what you're doing, and try to move accordingly. Right. I said, so the fact that I'm rolling with my eyes closed, I'm giving you the utmost respect because I'm trying to I'm trying to be the best partner I can be right now. Right. If I open my eyes and I'm thinking I'm going to go full speed, that's when it gets meaning like we get you know get really crazy. For those of you who have never tried it, I, I highly recommend it. It's, I it's always a, roll my eyes it's closed. It's a crazy always. cool experience. Um the first time I did it was with one of our big purple belts. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I got my butt kicked. But <laughs> it happens. We all do. Uh, Coach Jeremy. Oh, geez, Shout out yeah. to Coach Jeremy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Mark uh, Mark Miller, our good buddy here who um, is in the Middletown Academy quite a bit, uh, Middletown police officer, says, Jiu-Jitsu and law enforcement, what should Leos focus on in training and open mats, etc." Well, that that's an interesting question because I, I, I do teach um, a lot of – Law enforcement seminars. And yeah, we uh, you just uh, we just had one the other day. Yeah, yeah. Last, um, last the the Thursday. problem the problem not the problem the, the the issue with that is is they they literally they being law enforcement they have a fine line right they actually have a bunch of fine lines the first fine line is when he comes in here to train when a police officer comes into an academy to train do you want to train just fun jujitsu with your friends right. or are you training for what could happen to you in the street altercation at work. So that's your first decision you have to make. If you just say, no, no, you know what? I'm not doing any work today. I just want to come in here and just, just roll. Let's play with some submissions. Let's just have some fun. Mm-hmm. Things like that. Then that's what you do. But if you said, you know what? I need. I really need to, to, to work on what happens if I get tackled by a bad guy on the street. Well, what you need to do then, then you need to find a partner who's going to play bad guy. Mm-hmm. Because remember, bad guys don't know jujitsu right. typically. Right. So you need to find a guy who's roughly the same size or bigger. I mean, you could be smart, whatever. But you need to have the understanding that, hey, today we're going to roll. Like, for example, if, if I was his partner, he would say, hey, Ronnie, listen, just be a bad guy. You know, no no eye poking, biting, stuff like that, but just be a bad guy. Don't do jujitsu. Just do dumb stuff that, you know, that's what you would focus on. So you, you have to pick your partner. You know, bad guys who are on drugs or running from the cops, they're not going to be doing quality jujitsu. They're not going to be doing any jujitsu. Yeah, I would guess, though. No. So, so you, <laughs> Population is pretty to, low. Right. To get good at to to get effective using jiu-jitsu against people who don't know it, you have to train with people who don't know it. Right. Okay. Um, see you, my friend. Take care, guys. Um, a couple people just leaving the academy. Yeah. yeah. So that's the first line is is figure out um, what partner you're going to use. Mm-hmm. All right. Then, let's say you say, okay, today I'm going to focus on 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 fighting guys in the street street fight. Then the next line you have to decide is, okay, what level of violence am I going to use, right? right? Am I going to use just simple um, control and restraint or 
am I in a situation where I have to put a guy out or I have to, you know, break his arm or his shoulder or his leg? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the other line has to be is how violent is my opponent going to be? So if he says, Ronnie, listen, um, do me a favor. Let me try to cuff you and don't let me. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. If he says, Ronnie, I want you to attack me and try to take my weapon. Okay. Right. And I'll say, that's another thing. And he could say, okay, Ronnie, let's, I'm going to put a mouthpiece in. I want you to wear some MMA gloves. He said, I just want you to beat the snot out of me and try to take my weapon and choke me mm-hmm. and worst case scenario stuff. So my point is, is when, when law enforcement trains, they need to have a specific objective for that particular day um, for good training. Sure. So they really had to decide, am I training jiu-jitsu versus jiu-jitsu? Am I training jiu-jitsu versus street fight? Am I training jiu-jitsu versus someone trying to kill me? Right. And go with it from there. Right. Awesome. Yeah, we, we've had quite a few of those uh, trying to beat the snot out of each other classes. And uh, they're always fun. <laughs> I'll never forget the first time we did that. I actually had Mark. Uh, and I was super excited because I, I, I got to punch a cop. <laughs> uh, I told him that. We were laughing. But I, you know, I looked at you, and, I, and you were like, punch him in the face. And I said, you want me to go 100%? And he said, you said, uh, no, but you can go 99. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so we did. But that, it's super important. It, it's one of my least favorite things to do. Any more the, questions? Yeah, there's one okay. more. One of my least favorite things to do is to get punched, but it's one, one of the most important things that I Yeah. Well, you have to, through. you know, yeah. we, could, we could talk about that another day, but yeah. you, you have to, if you're, if you're going to be an effective uh, fighter, you have to be able to focus while being punched. This is an interesting question here. Who is it? Victor. Victor, my buddy from Detroit, Michigan. He Shout says, out to uh, my hometown. Awesome. Uh, he says, when rolling, should you always roll with the intent that getting striked is possible? And if you train like this, is that the true representation of jiu-jitsu? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, that's a good question. It, again, it really depends on what your objective is. For that day. Yeah, I mean, again, if you if you are in an authentic, genuine, gracie jiu-jitsu academy, yes, you should always train as you're getting punched in the face, right? Mm-hmm. If, if you tell your partner... Hey man, listen. Today, no strikes. Let's just have some fun. Right. Let's just roll. Let's just let's just do everything without strikes. I mean, whatever objective you set for that day. Um, if you're doing, if you're a submission grappling guy, then of course not. Right. Right. If you're an MMA guy, absolutely. Hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, I fought MMA professionally for years, and there wasn't a day that I didn't train with getting punched in the face. Right. You know. So it really depends on what your objective is. So, I mean, his question was, should you? Right. In, in, in Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, which is self-defense, that's all it is. Right. No more, no less. You always train as if you're getting punched in the face. Um, if you make the elective choice to say, okay, today we're not going to have strikes. Let's work on drilling some techniques. Mm-hmm. Then do that. If you just say, let's just do some you know, sporty kind of stuff, then do that. Whatever the objective. But at the end of the day, yes, an authentic Gracie Jiu-Jitsu you always, always, 100% of the time, train as if you're getting not just punched in the face, but foot stomped in the face, right. knee in the side, kicked, right. kicked elbowed, head butted, yeah. uh, you know, all those things. Yes, you always train that way. Yeah, when we're training in here, a lot of times we'll, uh, I mean, we, we don't always throw strikes, obviously, but we will let a person know. Like, like if, if I'm mounted mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, one of the purple belts has me mounted and I'm trying to, you know, wiggle my way out and I got my hands against their hip or something like mm-hmm. that, you know, sometimes I'll give me a little smack in the face, just well, like I'll a tell really you, light tap, just let me know, hey, I could have punched you. I'll tell you an interesting story very quickly. So, 
speaking very humbly, but we talked earlier about my that deep half knee bar. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know that stemmed from being punched in the face? I did not know that. That whole series that I've I put together, that whole deep half knee bar series, that's because I didn't want to get punched in the face. Nice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I took I took old school wrestling techniques I did back in, in, in high school and college. I took MMA techniques when I was fighting MMA, and I put them together. And my, my objective was duck my face as far under this guy's hip as I can so he can't punch me in the face. Mm. And here's a Navy ride from wrestling. Let's put both these together, and there comes the deep knee bar. That's what it's from. It's, it's, I, it's just, you just didn't want to get punched. I didn't in. want to get punched in the face. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's why. That's where that came from. Nice. So to answer his question, I have always trained, for the most part, uh, other than specifically saying we're not going to do that today, uh, knowing that I can get punched in the face. Awesome. You know, when I'm on tap, when I'm on top half guard, same thing. I either get in or I get out. I mean, I get closer, I get far away. I wrap the head. I always do things to prevent him from being able to punch me. And pe- people always cre- like like prima donna jiu-jitsu guys, like these these hipster prima donnas. Oh, you can't do that. That's not illegal. What Boss. are you doing? That's just being rough. You're just being wrestling. Yeah, you may call it what you want. I'm just making darn sure you can't punch me. Right. So I'll wrap the head like a cradle in wrestling. Why? Because they can't punch me when they're cradled. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, absolutely, Victor. I mean, they got a great school. If you're ever in Detroit, man, definitely go see those guys. Awesome. Yeah. Do you know the name of the academy? Uh, I believe it's just uh, Grace Jiu-Jitsu of uh, Michigan, I think. And nice. forgive me if I'm wrong, Victor, but uh, uh, share it. And if, I'll share his uh, Facebook page. They're great guys. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was out there. Matter of fact, I want to go back out there this year. Um, you know, Detroit's a hometown. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Grandfather used to pitch for the Tigers. Did he really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, story for another day, perhaps. Yeah. All right, all right let's wrap this one up. Right. Uh, that was episode seven. Uh, we'll be back next week, everybody. If you That's have any seven? questions, That's episode seven. That was episode seven. Wow. If you have any questions for uh, Professor Lord Reverend Ronnie, <laughs> um, or if you need a uh, wedding and bar mitzvah, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, please contact. Actually, him I don't know how to do a bar mitzvah. I don't even know what that is. You but don't know. Okay. No, but I heard it, I heard them. They said it on the uh, wedding crasher. Oh, okay. I can do weddings. I can do regular weddings. I think. Yeah. Yeah, you are ordained. I am absolutely right? ordained. Yeah. You can contact uh, Professor Ronnie at uh, 302-531-6147 or info at DelawareCombatSports.com. And as always, you can go to DelawareSelfDefenseAcademy.com. And maybe next week we'll talk about our new info. fifth location opening up. Oh, very exciting. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. All right, guys, that's it for Episode 7. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, we'll be back next week. Peace. See ya.